0: Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor.
1: Hello friends and welcome to today's episode of If You Really Knew Me, a place for honest conversations about the Enneagram to inspire better connections with others, ourselves, and God. My name is Kim Willie, and I'm joined with my co-host Ben Sarles who is going to give us insight today on Enneagram stances. What exactly does that mean, Ben?
0: Yes, stances describe how we carry ourselves. It's a pattern way of responding to our experiences. It's like our default mode.
1: So would you say this is kind of like how we tend to act to get something we want?
0: It is. It's something we want or how we respond in different situations. So it can be acting. It can be what makes us do what we do.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So on most episodes, we always separate out each type, which we're going to do some of that today as well. And we describe how they handle situations. But today we're also going to do something a little bit different because in this episode, we'll show how several types share the same stances. But before we get too far in this episode, I think it's important to note that it will be extremely helpful to you to understand the nine Enneagram types before you learn about the stances. So if you haven't already done so, please check out episode two in season one of this podcast to learn more about what type you are. And we also have a link for uh, the Enneagram test in the show notes. So be sure to check that link. So let's get started. Ben, can you share with us what the different stance categories are and which which of the types fall into each of those?
0: I sure can. And I I found some great information from Beth McCord at Your Enneagram Coach, which is where my certification is through, and The Path Between Us, which is a book written by Suzanne Stabile. Such great information. Uh, I'd like to share some with you now. The first stance we're going to talk about is called the aggressive stance or the assertive stance. And what this means is it doesn't mean that you're the aggressive people. Uh It means that you can take things, you can synthesize information quickly. You can go at a fast pace. You can make decisions quickly, uh, that kind of thing. For the aggressive stance, there are a couple things that are shared um, this applies to threes, sevens, and eights. These types are in the aggressive stance, and they are also future-oriented. So we talk about orientation to time sometimes.
1: Makes sense. They're planning people, correct? Yes. are thinking ahead. So. Yes.
0: And planning people, but also thinking about what's going to happen next. Okay. So if one type's in the future, there's also another type that can be in the present moment, and then there's another type that can be... Um, oriented to the past so this aggressive stance is oriented to the future and it also referred to as feelings repressed so we have a center of intelligence that we are dominant in so three sevens and eights are feelings repressed because that's their least dominant center of intelligence center of intelligence is thinking feeling and doing okay so they are thinking and doing. And so their feelings is the third least dominant center. So they have, uh, they use that less. So one of the things they would have to do is think about using that more. Hmm, So when you take a type three, they compartmentalize their feelings Mm -hmm. and deal with it later. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one example. Aggressive stance moves against people which means they take action to get their needs met. So some qualities of this stance is they are happy to be in charge of others (laughs) or to put their agenda first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, When they're stressed, they react by reinforcing or expanding their sense of self, not backing down or turning inward. Mm -hmm. So, And of course, none of these are... Good or bad, they can be a healthy option or an unhealthy option. They automatically infer that they are connected to the important things that are happening in a situation. Okay. So let's look at each of the types in the aggressive stance. Um, Type three, um, they seek attention and affirmation from others and will make sure they get it. They believe that they are important and expect others to affirm that. So they'll shape shift and become what others value, and it's kind of like, look at my accomplishments and all that I've gotten done. <laughs> yeah, we have different levels of health, mm-hmm. so it's not all like, hey, look at me, look at me. But yeah. they go get what they're looking for. Exactly. Type sevens, uh, they want contentment and satisfaction in life, and they want others in the world to provide it for them. You know, they think life should be fun. Yes. We should be entertained. If not, they tend to look in other places. I'm here, things are gonna be fun now. You yeah. know, that kind of mentality. So again, they're going after what they want.
1: Would you say that they would get bored easily when you said they're gonna they don't find the entertainment, they're gonna look elsewhere?
0: If they don't have those stimulating experiences, yes. Okay. That um, makes sense. They they really try to make sure that they're not stuck in the mundane. Yeah. So as long as they're able to do that, they wouldn't be bored. But if life is mundane, as it sometimes can be, then that's not going to be fun for them. Yeah. So type eights, they seek independence and they push others out of the way to get what they want. They think they should be in control. And if not, they can take charge by becoming assertive and confrontational. It's like, I'm here now. So you will have to deal with me. (laughs) So that can be used for good and that can be used for not so good. Yeah. So um, again, it's going after what they want.
1: And for people that are so not in that stance, it sounds like these three types may come across as a bit bossy, if not completely understood or known by those around them. And I I totally fall into the category and I've been there, done that with that type of thing. And, And I think our desire, the three, sevens and eights, our desire to get things done right and wanting to help quote unquote, fix a situation to make it right, can sometimes overwhelm people. I think it's like, whoa, this person is a strong personality. And I think that's where the word aggressive comes from. And, and I know you said that wasn't necessarily a negative thing. Mm-hmm. We're doers.
0: Yes. You know, get, get you go after comp- it. Yeah. Yes.
1: We see something and we kind of seize the day type thing. And mm-hmm. But for more gentler personality, they might go, you are just extra. <laughs> yeah the more I've thought about this as we're chatting, sitting here, I don't want people to think as we're talking about this, oh gosh, I'm in that category. I must be a rotten person or or whatever. No. If you're seeing the negative, what this is, is just a tool for us to look at ourselves, learn about ourselves, and then say, Lord, help me to be my best self. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just a reminder because I can sit here and go, oh yeah, I see myself in that. And I always see the negative parts of it, but mm-hmm. I need to also look at People call on me to get things done. Well, that's what well, I was going to say. There's yeah, there's to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's, there are a couple things. So if there's a crisis, yeah. three sevens and eights can jump in there and get it done. Yeah. And that's what's needed. And people love that and are thankful for yeah. that. And there's times where you're at a deadline and yeah. we need to make decisions and get there and get done. So there's a lot of times where it's good that an aggressive stance person is there because yeah. they... Go after it.
1: And someone does need to take charge of a situation. Like you said, if there's a a crisis or whatever, sometimes others are just Mm -hmm. running around like, what do we do? What do we do? Mm -hmm. And the three sevens and eights would probably step in and go, we've got a plan. Let's go. Everybody calm down. We've got this. And that strength in them is a blessing. So it can be a blessing and a curse if you depending on how you. What your motivation is behind it all. It's all about the motivations, but we are definitely doers, that stance is, but you got to also be careful with it to not plow people.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I also wanted to say, you know, we were talking about two other types. The aggressive stance might seem extra, mm-hmm. but I did also want to point out that there are types that are withdrawn that will seem extra to an aggressive type. So it's kind of like, okay, you're stuck in emotion and you're doing all this. And it's just like, we can't do that. We've got to move on and get things done. Yeah. So it's, it's all trying to get along together, trying to understand ourselves. So if three sevens and eights look at, this is my go-to when left unchecked, Uh then you can choose the healthy side of it. You don't want to get rid of the fact that you go after things, yeah, but you want to make sure that that's what's needed during that moment.
1: Yeah. That you're not just doing it just because you feel like doing it. You're doing it. There's a purpose behind it. I like mm-hmm. that. See, that makes me feel better already. There you go. <laughs> Yay for the aggressive Yay. stance. <laughs> so what is the next stance?
0: The next stance is called the dependent stance or the dutiful stance. Mm-hmm. And I, these are ones, twos, and sixes. And I just got to tell you, I did not like the word dependent stance. (laughs) Because you fall in this category. (laughs) You think about the word in the regular sense that we use. Just like aggressive, you're like, oh, well, these are the aggressive people. Yeah. No, they can just move things quickly. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, it's another definition of aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's the same with this. Dependent, I feel like, oh, well, I just have to need everybody to be able to do anything, which isn't true. But what that means is your sense of who you are and your value is based upon the feedback you get from others. Mm -hmm. So that is if you just happen to not be getting feedback from others Mm -hmm. or positive feedback, then if left unchecked, it's going to look like, oh, well, I don't have value or I'm I'm not important. And it's important to know it's our go to to depend on the feedback from others. Mm -hmm. Um, So we want to do that when it's important. There could be some criticism or some affirmation we need to hear, but then it doesn't define who we are. Exactly. So another thing about the dependent stance is they are present moment oriented. So it doesn't mean they can't be planners. It doesn't mean they can't appreciate the past, but their go to is to live in the moment. Okay, and also they are referred to as thinking repressed mm-hmm. that does not mean they don't think <laughs> it means <laughs> they, think and they actually think a lot <laughs> exactly. it's just not all of it if left unchecked not all of its productive okay. thinking so it's just something to be aware of mm-hmm. so if someone were in secretly in the car with me and i was driving mm-hmm. somewhere they would hear me say ben no you don't do this this doesn't make sense you know and i have to almost verbally tell myself yeah. like okay this thinking is not productive <laughs> yeah.
1: Take captive every thought, and then so
0: people that look over at me at the light are thinking, "Wow, we've got someone over there talking to himself." And yeah, or
1: they could think you're on the speakerphone. There you go. We'll we'll use that. We'll go that. We'll go with
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) So some some characteristics of this stance is they are concerned with others' expectations. Um, you know, they react to stress by serving others or trying to figure out how to satisfy others' expectations. Sometimes use a lot of oughts or shoulds i ought to have done this hmm. or man we should have done that okay you know once it's done should we live in here i even say the word should should, should we, we live, in, live the in the past you know so <laughs> Don't cry over spilled milk there right? you go and another characteristic they believe they must do something to get something hmm. and that they must shut down their wants and desires doing things on behalf of others in order to get loved and accepted. So let's kind of break down each type in that stance. Type 1s, they want to earn autonomy by following the rules and procedures. They think if they do their work correctly, no one will critique them. But under stress, they move from principles to perfectionism. Mm. You know, sometimes they believe they're morally superior to others or that it's their job to perfect the world. They always try to control their feelings. I don't know if you know any ones. They're very... Their feelings are under control. Mm -hmm. They don't let it burst out most of the time.
1: Yeah, you might not know they're walking through something.
0: Right, right. They will try to satisfy their inner critic's demands in an effort to stop the inner critic from berating them, which Mm. we talked about type 1s in that inner Mm -hmm. critic. It's constantly going. And you know it's the inner critic because it is negative. You should have done this. Mm -hmm. You should have done that. You could have done this better. Why didn't they do this better? Why is the world so messed up? You know, we have to, if I could just get in there and do this, then things (laughs) would be better. (laughs) You know, all of those kinds of things are work of the inner critic. They don't ask for what they want and need so if it goes unaddressed, they get resentful. Mm, yeah. And you'll see that resentfulness is actually a common thread in the dependent stance. Okay. So let's look at type two. They try to earn attention by loving, helping, and caring for others. If they don't get a good amount of attention, they will increase their helpfulness. They think that if they're loving and dutiful to others, that then they themselves will be loved and accepted. And there's that same thing again, Do give in order to get.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Sometimes they can create space where others are dependent on them. They can be codependent sometimes and feel taken for granted. Okay. They also do things that's not theirs to do. So when they don't get positive feedback from it, it leads to resentment.
1: Yeah. I did all this. That's where's right. My, where's my thanks? You would have
0: least thought, I've done this and this and yeah. this, and now they did not do the same to me. Exactly. You know, very kind of an idealistic stance, you yeah. know, that should have been done this way. And this is how I do it, but I didn't get it back in return. Exactly. Type six is they want security and safety And they try to earn it by being loyal and committed to whatever trusted authority they're under. If they don't receive enough security, they could become more loyal and committed to prove they deserve it, or they could rebel and seek it from somewhere else. So the reason why that's contrasting so much, you think like, oh, well, they'll be even more loyal, or they'll just... Yeah, leave and go somewhere else. You have that phobic and counterphobic six. Mm -hmm. So that goes into play there a little bit, um, how they'll respond under stress. You know, they're not getting what they need. So here, let's do this. They believe that they have a superior level of commitment and loyalty. Many times they don't trust themselves. And when they're hurt, they begin to doubt others, which leads to resentment.
1: This category of stances, it definitely sounds like people pleasing, a people pleasing group. And that can sound really accommodating, but I think it can also cause people to maybe take advantage of you because if mm-hmm. you guys are so loyal and so people loving, maybe people would think, oh, I'll get them to do it. They won't say no. Yeah. So I think there's, you got to be careful of that, that mm-hmm. people won't take advantage of you, that mm-hmm. your graciousness to them mm-hmm. <laughs> won't be abused, I think.
0: Yeah. I think for the words people pleasing, that. That really applies to a type two's unchecked go-to response. Okay. Um, So when they get a healthy response, they'll realize, is this even mine to be doing? Yeah. Maybe I don't need to be the one to do this. Just because I see it, and type 3's kind of share, you know, you just look around and you see what needs to be done, Mm -hmm. you know, Twos, you can look around and you see this person needs help, that person yeah. needs help. Just because I see it doesn't mean that it's mine to do.
1: Yeah, it's not your job.
0: Yeah. Now, I've noticed that type ones, it's maybe not as much people pleasing as it's back to that give to get, though. Okay. For each type. Um, sixes as well. Yeah. Um, they, once they give their loyalty, they want to please the person, but it's all about... Do you deserve my loyalty? Yeah. When they give it, they're fiercely loyal. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of questions and there's lots of finding out who you truly are. Like yeah. if I'm going to be part of this team, mm-hmm. I need to know well, how do you feel about this and how do you feel about, okay, what's this going to do? Yeah. What happens if that, you know, sometimes sixes, people say, well, sixes ask a lot of questions. Well, they do, but yeah. they are formulating not just loyalty but what is the plan if xyz happens that whole risk management safety thing yeah
1: what's going to happen when we do this this and this and
0: they're doing they're doing it for them but they're also doing it for you too yeah so like i say they're a good one to have on your team
1: yes this is such good information we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll dive into the third stance which will include our friends that are fours fives and nines
0: do your kids love listening to great stories? It can be tough finding a kids podcast which upholds your Christian values. Story Jumpers features exciting, entertaining stories by authors who write from a Christian worldview. Each episode is created with kids in mind. Audiobook clips are followed by a brief author interview your kids will find fascinating. This is a podcast for kids. Subscribe to Story Jumpers wherever you listen to podcasts. Story Jumpers is a member of the Bridge Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to our discussion on Enneagram stances. Ben, let's just dive right back in and tell everyone about the third stance.
0: Yes, the last stance that we're going to talk about, the withdrawing stance. And when I say withdrawing, it means they turn inward to get their needs met. And so they're also oriented to the past. So what that means is they use what has happened in the past to help decide what they do in the present and in the future.
1: So if someone hurt you in the past, Mm -hmm. I'm done. Like, I got to be wary of that bridge. I'm not going to cross it again type thing. Would you say that?
0: Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That can do that. It can also... So we'll talk about there's a type that automatically thinks they don't fit in Mm -hmm. whenever going to a new group of people. And so we'll talk about that a little bit. It is saying that I can't get my needs met by people. Mm -hmm. I have to do it myself. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Gotcha. And so they're the most in tune with their inner world. So because they move, we say they move away from people. Uh, Because they move away from people, it'll be more of a struggle or a learned skill Mm -hmm. for them to deal with people Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. There's a limit to how much drama or stress or inner chaos that they can take when dealing with other people. So there's some characteristics of this stance. Uh, Many times they're slow to act. They can be shy. They can be introverted. And under stress, they move away from others and move inwardly by zoning out. So when we say zone out, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're focused on their inner world. Checking out, yeah. Their go-to response in a group of new people is that they don't fit in. Hmm. Many times they feel they have to summon up the energy in order to face the world. Hmm. So this is common with all three types. And with the type nine, It is specific. They automatically assume that they're not going to fit in in a group of people. So let's talk about uh, type fours. They seek attention by withdrawing from the mundane and diving into the unique side of life. I just want to pause there. Does that kind of sound like another type where you avoid the mundane you know i think of type sevens.
1: yeah i was just going to say and so
0: there's a connection there between fours and sevens because of that they want to be unique and have the fullness of life they believe that if they're authentic and different enough then others will pay attention to them Hmm. they don't feel they can fully express themselves or have the ideal relationship so they withdraw into emotions and longing. They feel hurt if they don't receive the kind of attention and desire and they retreat into their imagination.
1: Wow. Well, you know, they are the creative, very creative people. So yes. I can see where inside the imagination world mm-hmm. there would be all kinds of amazing things going yes. on. <laughs> and
0: and even though we call them the creative people, they any type can be created, creative. Yeah. Uh, any type can be all types are creative. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any type can be creative, but it just is a natural response mm-hmm. for a four. Yeah. They see life that way all the time. So, type fives they seek security by withdrawing from a world that they perceive as threatening by minimizing their needs and spending a large amount of time alone and learning. Mm-hmm. They're thinking and conceptualizing all the time. They can be they can become so detached from others when under stress that they become more attached to their interpretations Hmm. and observations than what is actually real. Wow. They withdraw because they don't feel they have what it takes in order to deal with other people's needs and life issues. They focus on being an observer of their surroundings and focus on thoughts and problem solving in order to cope. So different types you can see different correlations so that almost sounds like the the last part they focus on their surroundings and focus on thoughts and problem solving to Mm -hmm. cope threes problem solve yeah it's it's almost like all day long you problem solve oh yes and so there's a connection there they Mm -hmm. share that um that aspect of their personality
1: that's so cool
0: Type nines seek autonomy by withdrawing from chaos into their peaceful inner world. Mm -hmm. So we sometimes call them the peacemakers. They want their inner world to have peace, sometimes more than they want others to have peace.
1: I can see that, So
0: a lot of times they create peace so that they themselves can have peace.
1: But it might actually not be creating peace for others, That's right. right. That's right.
0: (laughs) Something about all three types they're sometimes called doing repressed. They're always doing, Mm -hmm. but not all doing is productive. So you think about that um, in a type nine, they see everything as it all needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And so prioritizing this needs to be done first, that needs to be done second, is not a natural thing for them to do. So it's a learned skill. They desire comfort above all things. So they focused on that, rather than what they want. Hmm. Sometimes they're asleep to what they want. Yeah. And they have to remember that that's important. Exactly. And just keeping peace isn't always the best way to get it. Sometimes if you go along to get along, you miss out on what you actually want.
1: Yeah. And then and then you yourself don't have peace. Mm -hmm. Because then you're probably resentful. Well, I just want everybody to get along, so I'm going to do this. But then inside, I'm grumbling because... I didn't get to do what I truly wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always bring peace. Yep. I think the goal, you know, your, your goal is to bring peace, but it doesn't always do that. Just hearing you describe this particular stance with drawing stance, my take on the group is that they could be perceived, could be perceived as maybe cold or aloof. Or maybe that they might not like you if you might feel like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. think they like me. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I have experiences with several types in this group. And they are truly wonderful, genuine people when you yes. get to know them. But I think they're reserved and it's almost like you have to be close to them. It's almost like an inner circle, if you will. Not that they don't have large groups of friends, but the ones that I know, it's more like I have my group, my people. Mm-hmm. And when you truly know them, you, you see that warm side. Mm-hmm. But I think because they can be withdrawn, mm-hmm. people are thinking, oh, they might be snotty or they don't like me. I must have yes. done something to upset them. Well, no, you didn't. That's who they are, mm-hmm. who they were created to be. Our perception, yeah, you know, is all about it's all about our perception and what we perceive. But mm-hmm. that's been my take because I know specifically fives and nines that could be taken the wrong way, but they're mm-hmm. awesome, awesome mm-hmm. people. I don't know about- fours
0: as well because fours share something with an eight in in the sense that they're both intense. Mm-hmm. So eights are intense about doing, fours are intense about feeling. feeling yeah, sometimes it's not that. They're always aloof. this stance has the least energy of mm-hmm. all the stances, too, so it's like once I finally do something, yeah, then it's like, well, fours are intense, I don't know if I can take it. their feelings are just gushing out, you yeah. know, but we need them, oh yeah, in order to understand the fullness, the intensity of what our feelings can be, because yeah. the moral of this the big story is. If we put all our types together and what we learn from all the different types, mm-hmm. that makes the well-rounded personality.
1: It does. And, you know, because they are withdrawn, when they do get that re-energizing that they need, mm-hmm. they have so much to offer. Oh, yeah. I mean, they come out and all of a sudden you're like, wow, that was inspiring what you just shared. Or mm-hmm. Look at what you got done with that project. And then you're amazed, and you're like, "That's so cool." Yeah. I, it's, it reminds me, actually, scripturally, of when Jesus had to go away and have quiet time with mm-hmm. the Lord to get his focus where it needed to be. Yeah. So that can be a really good thing. Oh, it is. Sometimes we're surrounded by so much and, and people and everything, and it's it's loud, and there's clatter in our ears, and mm-hmm. we do need to withdraw sometimes. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can learn from this whole stance. Yeah. If we're not in this one, to say, you know what? Maybe if I pull away a little bit, I get quiet with Jesus get where I need to be mm-hmm. and I come back to the group I have a lot more to offer that's right than I would if I didn't
0: don't stay in that zoned out yeah phase come back because we need to hear yeah. your perspective on things it really centers us yeah each mm-hmm.
1: one of the numbers is so crucially important it is. we need everybody we, we need each other and, and God created us in that amazing way which is why he's God and we're not Yes. <laughs> And and I just want to say, uh, regardless of what type you are or what stance you have, remember that the Enneagram, as we said before, is a tool to better learn about yourself and others. But ultimately, God is the one we seek to help guide us each day in, in those personalities that he created us in us. So seek him in whatever you need today. Any final thoughts, Ben? Just to
0: remember, not get stuck in the weeds with some of this stuff. Yeah. It's it's just to help us be more healthy. It's like, well, I forgot my stance and I forgot. It's okay. Write it yeah. down. Refer back to this Which podcast. Which one am I? That's right. <laughs> because it's telling you your go-to. But that's not where you have to be. You can yeah. choose a healthy response.
1: Yeah, you don't have to go, oh, I'm A3. I must do this today because this is what it says. No, this is just a tool to help you see right. yourself and go, Diagnose. how can I be my best me? Mm-hmm. And how exactly. can, in, in the Lord, how can I be my best me? So this is awesome. I'm. I, I really hope this has been helpful to everyone. We hope that you've been blessed and that you can join us the next time on If You Really Knew Me. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.